I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Hey, Rockstar Nation. Some of you already know every year I participate in a success summit, a seminar, similar to like going to a convention and you see a bunch of agents on stage, but this is a convention online where you have a bunch of successful agents online teaching other agents how to be successful. It's a completely free deal. But I, again, this year, am a guest speaker at the Agent Success Summit. This year, I'm talking about Facebook advertising and how to make actual commissions, how to do the right ads, not the wrong ads on Facebook, what to post, what not to post, what's working and what's not working today, and how to start making money on Facebook before all the other agents out there catch on. This is going to be myself and 21 other top real estate agent coaches and top real estate agents from around the world giving a free summit. All this information out to you. It's a seven-day event. I'm giving away a free gift as part of me being on this summit. If you want a, a sneak peek and you want this gift early, just text GIFT to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash gift there's 21 free gifts being given away because each speaker that comes on the show gives away some free meat and potatoes there's going to be scripts dialogues reports business plans marketing plans lead conversion ideas pre-listing books sample marketing stuff objection handling scripts written out you know 21 free tools basically for going to this event or coming to this event and again it's free you don't really come you just kind of log on your computer and you watch the agents who you want to learn from out of the 21 or you watch all 21 to get signed up for your free gifts for this event just text gift to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash gift and we'll get you signed up for the agent summit and give you your free gift as well Hope to see you there. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got something that we need to talk about. You may not want to talk about it, but you need to talk about it because now that real estate agents out there are making boatloads and uh, or just more pretty much everyone I talk to is making more and more each year many of you are getting caught in some issues with taxes and non-payment of taxes and and making some mistakes and so I wanted to get somebody on the show who specialized 
in taxes for real estate agents specifically because we are very different creatures and our taxes are very different. And uh, so Diane Gardner has written a book, The Top 10 Mistakes That Real Estate Agents Make When They're Doing Their Taxes, and she's a perfect person to discuss this. So Diane, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, thank you so much for having me. Let's rock this. Yes, indeed. Why don't you quickly give our audience a little bio on yourself so they can get to know you better? Well, Pat, I am an accountant, but I am not your average accountant. I get the privilege of saving real estate agents and other business owners and entrepreneurs thousands and thousands of dollars constantly. And my personal motto is I'm out to make a difference in this world, one tax return at a time. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, you're going to hit a lot of tax returns with this episode, so it'll be more than one at a time. So this this is going to be good. Let's do this like David Letterman, right, where you you have the top 10. We'll start with 10 and then a drum roll at the last one. And the number one mistake that real estate agents make is, and we'll do that at the end. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. All right. So let's jump right into it. So number 10. Failing to plan. Most real estate agents or brokers or just investors don't realize that they can plan their way to a lower tax liability. They think that they just gather all their information up and hand it off to their tax preparer. Their preparer does the tax return. They get their tax return and they gulp as they see how much they owe grumble about it, pay it, set up an installment agreement, whatever they need to do, and head off to the next year and gripe about it all year. Because it's so flexible. It's very rare that a real estate agent will will be within a couple of dollars of where they were the year before. So right. so how do you plan for that? I mean, I, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, I, I don't know what tax bracket I'm going to be in from year to year. Right. So how do so you plan like- to be in a certain mm-hmm. tax bracket? Do you always plan higher? I always plan higher, and sometimes they don't come in quite as high as we planned, because I would like to plan for the worst-case scenario, not the best-case scenario. So always plan one bracket higher than you were the year before. You bet, yes. Okay, yes. that, that and, makes and sense. We're, yeah, we're working with them. We're trying to set up pretty much a three- to five-year plan, and I know that's really, really tough with real estate agents, but it can be done by just looking at what they're doing, what type of marketing they're doing, how they're they're growing their own businesses, and we can get fairly close. I mean, I'm not exactly, but we're fairly we're close yeah. enough that we're saving up a boatload of money. Right. And and if you're wrong, you get the money back, right? You bet. But but if you don't plan ahead of time, uh, then you're penalized because right. you didn't pay enough of a, an estimated payment. So Right. Right. Okay. I like that and, one. Yeah, and and failing and Planning in my world is crucial because without planning, then it's just kind of you get wherever the chips fall. Mm. But with planning, you can change that outcome and you can change it dramatically by planning. Okay. All right. Well, that's an easy one. So what about number nine? Next one's going to be being scared to death of the IRS paranoid of the IRS. I have clients that walk in my office. They've got one of those little, we call them love letters from the IRS. It is unopened. They bring it in the office. They're holding it by the top left-hand corner. 
barely touching it, you know, in between, it between their fingers. They get into the office, they drop it on the counter. And it's like, okay, I've done my duty, get it to Diane. <laughs> because they are just terrified of the IRS. Yeah. Now, we need to have a healthy respect, but we don't need to be terrified of them if we are doing things correctly. If we're actually recording our transactions the way they should be recorded, if we're keeping a separate bank account and putting all the real estate commissions in it and paying all the expenses out of it, we're not commingling our business and our personal funds, right. we're not cheating on our taxes, that type of thing. If we're doing it the legitimate way it should be done, then we don't have to be scared of the, of the IRS. And that becomes a client that I say, I'm perfectly willing to stand up. I've got your back with the IRS. Yeah, right, right. I mean, you'd have their their back probably anyways, but um, but uh, yeah, but that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, you yeah. know, just have everything, have uh, you know, just be organized and don't be afraid. I mean, they are a pain in the ass. I uh, someone recently stole my identity on my tax returns, and I spent three and a half hours in the IRS office trying to prove that I am who I am. Aww. And then once I proved it. A fraud alert got registered again the next year, and now I'm in the process of trying to prove that I am who I am again. So it's, um, uh, and, and I don't want to go back, right? I, I wasn't right. scared, but I was just um, aggravated massively right? and like didn't want to yeah. do it. I kept procrastinating. Okay, what do you got for number eight? Well, before we leave that one real quick, is sometimes it makes a difference where things are reported on your tax return as to whether it becomes a red flag for an audit potential. And so working with a professional can help take some of that fear away too. All right. So give me an example. doing it yourself. Oh, an example would be taking a deduction that could be maybe be taken through a business but probably really belongs more over on your personal itemized deduction schedule. I have clients tell me all the time, oh, that's a business deduction. And I'm looking at them going, come on, really? Like what, charity? Uh, charity. Yep, I've seen those on a Schedule C and they really course, belong yeah. on a Schedule A. Yep. Yeah. Or taking, quote, business deductions for personal things like a personal vacation and putting it on a business schedule yeah. C is travel, but it's really high, makes a high travel number, and maybe they don't normally have that high of a number, and all of a sudden it spikes up there. That makes a red flag well, because okay, so, you changed your pattern. So let's talk about this because, you know, the age-old thing that agents will do is, you know, if they're with Remax or Century 21 or Keller Williams or a franchise like that, they pop over to the local Keller Williams in France and they meet some agents, shake their hands, maybe buy one lunch, maybe take a selfie of them shaking hands with the broker in, in Paris, and boom. Then now they the, got a the, business deduction, right? The whole thing, right? Right, you bet all of it, yeah. Family too. And in reality, if we're going to make that a deductible trip at all, we need to have set it up ahead of time, so it's been on your calendar, that we're actually meeting with XYZ company or agent or whatever, and you're going to go tour whatever it is that you're going to do. And we have a business reason for doing it because you have a client here in the States who's interested in a piece of property in Paris. And then we're able to Or you just want to educate yourself on how agents sell more homes in you Paris, you know? Yeah, especially if there's a top producer or somebody over there. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, 
But then we're able to deduct your portion of that trip and probably not the spouse and kids who are along with right, you. Right, right. And maybe not 100% of your portion because there's probably a couple of days you're just out there totally having fun and you're not doing anything that's work-related. Yeah. So we have to be reasonable about it and not be, uh, not be greedy. Yeah, right. Always, there right. is a saying that we, you know, you've probably heard, you know, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Right. So just so. make sure, like, your spike is not like massive. You didn't go from, right. you know, five grand or of travel 50. to 50, right? And it's going to be like, what? right. Okay. Yeah, All what's right. What's going on? All right. What do you got next? My next one's going to be, I'm trying to skip around here and get you the, the smaller ones first. Uh, my next one's going to be a missing family employment. How many people, real estate agents out there, other professionals are supporting either kids who have come home to roost or kids who are still home, or maybe even in college, or your parents, or grandparents, or an aunt or an uncle, or somebody that you're helping out financially. What about if we could employ them in your business somehow, have them helping you do various things, whatever that might be, and pay them through your business, and move something that's been a totally after-tax deduction into a pre-tax position? Hmm. That one's always a lot of fun. And I use the example in my own business of hiring my mom. Uh, she has needed help for the last several years as she's now at retirement stage. And so rather than just write her that check every month, she comes into my office and she does shredding. She folds newsletters for us. She labels the newsletters so they're ready to go out in the mail. She waters the plant. She does all these little things that somebody's got to do. And then I'm able to help her each month financially. Her dignity is intact. I get the write-off, otherwise I wouldn't get to write it off. So I've written off lots of money over the years with helping my mom. There you go. I like that. Works, Yeah, works great on college students who are home for the summer. Right. Working with them, putting them to work in your business, or even high school students who can help you with some social media type stuff. Here again, the proverbial, the newsletter, the postcards, the right. things that they're putting out in the mail, using them to do that type yeah, of work and then being able pay them for it yeah just hey tighten up my linkedin account or you know you tighten bet. this up you know or fix this and and guarantee they're going to find some things you know to, to make your whole social media presence better guaranteed right yeah put me out on pinterest i don't know how to use that yeah, program right. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're on it all the time they know how to use it right and then keep it yeah. up once a week and i'll pay you for that you bet yep Okay. And now that you've moved an after-tax deduction into a pre-tax position, right. which allows you to reduce that bottom line that you're paying tax on. Okay. What's number six? How about missing medical benefits? Being able to pay your health insurance and your out-of-pocket expenses through your business. I love that one when we can make it work. Your out-of-pocket expenses through your business for medical. Explain business. that. Dig deep in that. Hey, I'm going to dig a little deep. I'm going <laughs> to take the person who normally throws it on your Schedule A, your itemized deductions, and then we have to subtract 10% of our income from it. And so that leaves us with a big fat nest egg, you know, goose egg with zero out there that we can deduct. Well, how about if we were able to deduct all of that mm. through our business? And now we not only are saving income tax, but we're saving self-employment tax. Same thing on that family employment. Saving that wonderful self-employment tax that we get hit with yes so the way this one works is if you're a sole proprietor 
and you have a spouse. So you got to rent a spouse or something. You need a spouse to make this one work. And we hire your spouse to work in your business. And we can pay that spouse with medical benefits. So in the perfect world, we don't have to write a payroll check. But we do have to have a job description. And we have to have legitimate timekeeping and list of, of duties and you know, that type of thing. So it's legitimately that they're actually working in your business. And we're paying them an amount that's comparable to what they're doing. So, you know, you can't have them work an hour a month and, you know, write off all your health insurance and everything. It's not going to work. But so it's got to be reasonable. But this one's a great one. I've got a few clients able to take advantage of this one. And it's a great way to get that health insurance written off pre-tax, save income tax and self-employment tax on it. Hmm. Okay. Good enough. What's number five? The next one's going to be not taking advantage of their home office deduction. I know most real estate agents have an office at, whether it's Century 21, Remax, Wyndham, or wherever it might be, they have their office there, but they also have a home office. So the rules on a home office say that you use it exclusively and regularly for the administrative or management part of your business. So if you're doing that part of your business from home, then we're able to write off a percentage of your mortgage interest and property taxes and homeowner's insurance. Or if you're renting, your rent and your renter's insurance, your utilities, your security, any of those types of living expenses, we can write off a percentage of those on your Schedule C or on your tax return. Here again, helping to save self-employment tax in addition to income tax. Hmm. I see this one missed all the time. Because they think that because they have that office at the broker's office that they can't take the home office too. Right. It's a no-brainer now with, with Wi-Fi and everything else. I mean, it could just be, you know, your computer and your phone is, is all over the house, right? It, just, it used to be like you had to physically set up some room and, and, you know, put a cork board up and a phone and a computer and a printer. And that's all spread out all over the place now so yeah but we do still need a location that is exclusively used for business right but and that could be a bed the, it could be a guest bedroom or uh, right you know, but anything. that's what that's where yeah. we get caught with people because they are doing it all over the home we still need that area that that is their quote their yeah office right something to, call. to make that one fly got it podcasts nation boy listen the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500, Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University. They have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each, the certified outbound lead specialist. Certified Inbound Lead Specialist and the Certified ISA Manager course, all with a ton of videos, a ton of tests, and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for a hundred people only. A hundred people only, we're giving a bundle. And in that bundle, you're going to get all three and you get them all three for 495 bucks or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut, avoid all the mistakes, you know, the right way to do it 
from the beginning, right out of the gate, turnkey and easy, improve your lead conversion, improve your ROI, more commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment of 495 bucks is tenfold just from one sale, maybe 20-fold just from one sale. I mean, the cost of this course has a massive return on investment, a massive one. Look at the five-star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses, and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal, and these are some of the best. We have a 100% money-back guarantee, and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500, they offered their emails to the world. And I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100. And anybody that gets the bundle... We'll give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails. So you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first 100 people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead, and the inbound lead course. All in one. This one is one of the best. Trust me. That's bundle. <laughs> That's bundle to 444-999. Text the word bundle now. Okay, so what's the fourth one? So our next one is keeping track of their mileage so that we can look at is it a better deduction to take the standard mileage allowance or is it a higher deduction to take actual costs? And it depends on the type of vehicle they're driving. It depends on how new the vehicle is. A newer vehicle, you'll probably do better taking actual costs and depreciating the vehicle if you have an older vehicle that you didn't pay as much for, you'll usually do better on standard mileage. But tracking it to see which way is going to be the, the biggest deduction. And I have, unfortunately, I see real estate agents in my office who do not keep a mileage log. They like to take the beginning miles at the end of the year, the ending <laughs> miles at the end of the year, and, yeah, like, and here's just, the mileage log. Yeah, here's the like, mileage, right? It's and, not and going to work. <laughs> well, and I think what most of them do, quite honestly, and, and it... it I, 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 way back when I used to keep a little mileage log in there, but eventually you either, like you said, you either just, you know, where were you in the beginning? Where were you in the end? Eh, let's say 80% of my time is business. Write it all off, you know, write off 80%. Until. Until you get audited is what you're saying. Audited. And then you lose the whole deduction. So a, so a s simplicity standpoint, it's probably because agents are busy people. I mean, gosh, who has time to write mileage? I mean, what a waste of time. So, you, you know, you would, I think it's going to be easier for most, providing that the differential is not too huge. It's just to, you know, write, I, here's, here's my Exxon card statement, right? 
here's my what I paid in car payments or whatever and and just take the deductions. Right, some do, but I'm seeing more and more agents using the Mile IQ app and they are loving it and they say it's a it's really easy to keep it up and keep it going and they just hit the button every time they get in the car and they are turning in nice little reports to oh, me. Oh, is that right? Okay, so you get in the, the car, year. you hit a little, it's called Mile IQ. Mile IQ, it's an app they have on their phones. And because I only get the receiving end of it, I'm not sure of the, you know, exactly how it works, but they're loving it. And I'm getting more and more of them turning that into me at the end of the year. All right, that's legit. Um, uh, what While yeah. we're talking about technology, before we get into the last two, what other uh, apps or technology is out there that you could recommend for agents in the in this arena? That's a tough one because I see some really bad stuff. I've got I've had some agents who have dumped some information into me, and I spend so much time massaging it into a usable format. So I have not seen any really good ones that I would highly recommend unfortunately okay so, so what don't you like about the ones you've seen and and what are they i can't even think of the name of the one i hate the worst because they vowed they would never use it again <laughs> and what does it track what does it do it it was tracking all their expenses but the way and i don't know if the client just set it up wrong or not but they yeah. had all their personal and their business and it was all just this massive mess okay when it got to me so you'd rather so, them do it at home you know uh, yeah get me so. numbers i can actually use i've got several clients use a neat receipt where they just chunk in their receipts through the scanner and it's scanning them and it puts it into a nice little format that we can download into an excel spreadsheet and okay. take it from there. And that's called neat receipt. Yeah, neat receipt. Okay. There's so that's, there's a recommendation that's, that right one there. That's worked nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a few of those this year. Got a couple people trying the QuickBooks self-employed for the first time this year mm-hmm. because they were such a disaster last year. I said they got to try Whoa. something. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see how that one comes in here, you know, for next tax season. Okay. All right. So, number 2. What is the second biggest mistake or things that agents miss out on when they're preparing their taxes how about retirement planning Hmm. most of them if they're doing anything at all they're contributing to an ira and that's about it yeah that's only five thousand fifty five hundred you know that's not much money and that net bottom line now is upwards of a hundred thousand or more Wait, 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 wait 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 When you say that net bottom line now, is it, explain this. I mean, I've got some real estate agents that I saw quite a few this last tax season where their net profit was right around 100000 Yes. And so that 5000 contribution to an IRA is just pennies of what, they, what we can save for them compared to if they were knowledgeable and were able to contribute to something like a SEP or a simple plan or maybe even a solo 401k. Okay, so so let's talk about this because um, you know there's reasons why they do that, and that is because a lot of real estate agents have teams now, and with a lot of those products, if you contribute yourself, you got to contribute equally in a proportionate meaning. You know, if you can, if you if you're doing fifty five hundred on a hundred grand, you got to do five and a half percent 
uh, contribution to your employees, and they and th- and so that's why they do it because they want to. They don't want to do that, and that allows you to do it and put fifty five hundred away or five grand away. So, so can you address that? Right. Well, with some planning, we can play with their maybe their salary piece for themselves and max out their contributions by them contributing as an employee, which ultimately gives the business the write-off. And so there are ways we can get around that. They still have to contribute minimally for their, for their staff. And if you've got a decent staff so they don't team, get around team it, helping you, yeah, then, you, then it's a great investment in your team to offer that to Right. But, but if you want to get, if you don't want to do it, that's the only way you can, right? right. It's just you, a, right. just a 5,500, you're stuck. You're, you're stuck. Yeah. And the but more, the more employees it, you get, you know, then the more yeah. you got to address that. Yeah. Right. But we've got pe- people who are contributing upwards of 24, 25,000, whatever, into their own plans. And then they're having their business match it at a minimal percentage because that minimal percentage is all that they're paying on their staff. Which so would be what three percent? Could be two or three percent, depending on what their plan says. So they they dump in twenty five on their own, and then they have to match their staffs up to three percent. Right? Is that how it works? Right. It depends on their plan whether it's a two or a three percent match. Okay. And then they're also their company, which of you know, their own staff members their salary. own. Right. At oh, okay. That so then, so then they get a little boost on theirs too. Right. But okay. if we can have that that owner or that agent, that main agent, putting in twenty four thousand and then still getting a little bump from the match, that's a far cry from putting in five. Yeah, and I guess it's but yeah, and it, yeah, and it's yeah. all tax uh, tax exempt, all tax so, deductible. Yeah, tax deductible. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so I like to run the numbers and let them know what difference it makes. Yeah. So yeah. we and then we start looking at that area. Is that a good fit? Yep, or not. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's roll the drum. <laughs> what is, Diane, the number one mistake that most realtors make in planning their taxes? Most realtors are in the wrong business entity. And that Explain. is because I see them operating as a sole proprietor. Mm. And they are paying maximum self-employment tax mm. on that profit. So let's say that profit is 100000 Self-employment tax doesn't max out to 118000 I believe it is. And so they're paying that 15.3% on that whole 100000 But if they were in a different entity type, they might only have to pay that 15.3% on 30000 60000 of it, not the full 100000 Right. Now they have to, it has to be an S corp, right? It doesn't, it doesn't apply to C's and LLC's, correct? Just S? Correct. And depending on the state that they live in, uh, you might want to look at becoming something like an LLC and then opting to be taxed as an S-Corp. So you don't really have to become the S-Corp. Oh, you don't. Because once you become an S-Corp, you have to have issue shares of stock. You have to have that annual stockholders meeting. You have to do things that are you have to have minutes from your meeting each year. You have to do these things so that you keep your corporate veil in place. Right. But if you're in an LLC friendly state, which is a hybrid between uh, various entity types, and we become an LLC, we don't have those same requirements on us. How many and states we, we, have this? I'm not sure. I think they pretty much most, most all the states have it. I don't know that 
there's there's a few there's a handful of states out there who are not LLC friendly. Okay, so when you say LLC friendly, meaning you can have an LLC, you have to file as an LLC, but there's a box you can check that says LLC filing as an S corp. Correct. And some states charge a gross revenues tax on an LLC because they're not an LLC friendly state. And so that means they're going to pay a tax on their gross revenue, not on that net profit line. And there are some other little things out there that other states will do. And so it's always something that we got to find out is the state that you're located in is it LLC friendly. Yeah. Like I'm here in Idaho and it's an extremely LLC friendly state. And so we see mainly LLC S Corp combos mm-hmm. on when, when we're working with real estate agents here. When we work with them across the country, then we have to be a little more careful depending on the state that they're located in. Yeah. And, and you know, that's good stuff. And I've done that for years. I mean, you're basically, you know, uh, filing as an S Corp. What happens is, you know, if, like you said, if you make 130000 right, you know, where normally, as a sole proprietor or or what have you, you're paying social security tax on the whole 130. Now you can take a salary for 30 and the hundred that's left over is exempt. So you don't pay any social security and you're saving what, like um, what's social security tax now? 15.3%. So you're saving 15,000 bucks. All right. We just have to make sure that that salary is reasonable for the, for the area that you live in and the amount of time that you're spending and some things like that. And so we use um, a, an outside vendor to help us determine what is a reasonable salary so that it would stand up to IRS scrutiny down the road if it was ever questioned. And that's so hard to do. I mean, that's, you know, 40, 50 grand. I mean, in any, I don't know, you know, any state, I think if you're somewhere between 40 and 50 or 40, certainly 40 and 100, yeah, You're even so fine, probably but, the 30 to 60 range is probably pretty pretty normal. Yeah. And, and worst case, and, you know, if you get audited, then they, they're like, hey, you know, 30 is a little light for managing a yeah. real estate office. Hey, okay, well, I'll take 40 next year yeah, or it's, whatever. It's, it's when not it's a big really, deal. Yeah. It's when it's really low that you can get in major trouble. Yeah, when so, it's obnoxious, yeah. Yeah, ten or fifteen thousand a year, and it's like, wait a minute, and you, you made three hundred, right? Somebody yeah. <laughs> else that wage to do what you do. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, Diane, this has been really good. I I enjoyed this, and and I think that everybody got. Uh, I sure hope everyone got some tips, uh, one or two, if not ten, that you can take back and put into effect immediately. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come on the show, and and uh, you've got a free book you're going to offer everybody, right? I do. I love to give away my 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost real estate professionals thousands. And they can get it by going out to my website, which is www.taxcoachforyou.com. And we use the number four. And on there, if you'll just click on the books tab, you will see this book come up and we give it away for free. We do charge, I think it's $3.99 for postage and shipping. And from there, then we love to meet with people and put together a tax analysis where we take a look at their last two years income tax returns and see if I can find some mistakes and missed opportunities because I almost always can. That's awesome. And guys, if you're driving, I will put all of Diane's information on hybendigital.com backslash tax. That's hybendigital.com backslash tax. Diane, listen, thanks so much for coming on. Have a great day. 
You too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.